Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Entrepreneurs who are starting new ventures have some advantages over legacy corporations in that thinking about purpose and about movements is a fairly new phenomenon in a lot of the world. So most companies who are doing this kind of thinking are having to reverse engineer a little bit or reconcept themselves. So the good news is that when you're starting from scratch as an entrepreneur, you can create a purpose-born brand. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 342 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Chip Walker. Chip Walker, based in New York, is the head of strategy and a partner at Strawberry Frog and the co-author, along with Scott Goodson, of Activate Brand Purpose, How to Harness the Power of Movements to Transform Your Company. He's recognized for his expertise in brand creation and reinvention and has led the charge in transforming brands such as Goldman Sachs, Lexus, Bank of America, Jim Beam, and Heineken. Chip is a frequent speaker at some of the branding world's major events, including the Cannes Lions Festival, the Advertising Research Foundation, Sustainable Brands, and the Conference Board. His writing and opinions have appeared widely in places like Adweek, the New York Times, Chicago Tribune, and CNBC. On today's podcast, we will discuss why businesses must engage with the social impact movement making waves globally and how entrepreneurs can activate their purpose as both an individual and on behalf of their organizations. Chip, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be speaking with you. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Excellent. So to start off, Chip, could you please share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in branding? Happy to. I started out with a fairly traditional background in that I worked in New York City on Madison Avenue for almost 15 years with major advertising agencies like Young and Rubicam, BDO, blue chip companies working on blue chip brands doing fairly traditional marketing throughout the 90s going into the aughts. It was, I'd say, I think around 2007 or so, I met my current business partner, Scott Goodson, who had founded a firm called Strawberry Frog. It was at that point that the worlds of social good and marketing collided for me. And I started bringing those two things together. So Scott and I have now worked together for many years and I've really pioneered this approach of helping companies activate higher purpose through this thing we call movement thinking. That's how I got to where I am now. And I haven't looked back since. That's a really interesting background. And that provides a great introduction as well for the fact that you're the head of strategy at Strawberry Frog. And you talked a bit about your partner there, Scott Goodson, but Can you tell us maybe more about this firm and this organization and then its social purpose beyond that? 
Sure, happy to. Scott founded Strawberry Frog actually in Amsterdam in 1999. In that whole northern European area, even in those days, there was a lot of interest in greater good and higher purpose and that kind of thing, certainly much more so than there was in America in those days. The, the agency was founded with this philosophy of bringing societal movements, bringing the thinking behind societal movements to the world of companies, organizations, and brands. Scott ended up moving to New York three years later. And as I said, he and I joined forces in 2007. Since then, we've articulated the purpose of Strawberry Frog as something that we call creativity for good. It means just what it sounds like. We're a creatively driven organization that tries to use its powers to do good in the world and help our client organizations do good in the world. But as I said, what truly sets us apart is how we do it. And we activate our purpose for clients out in the world through this thing that we call movement thinking, which again, uses some of the theories and principles behind successful societal movements like Black Lives Matter or the women's movement. Think of the major movements of the mm. past few decades. We use similar principles and apply them to activating purpose for organizations. And uh, most of our clients are, are large corporations. Wow. It's really fascinating to hear about these activities of Strawberry Frog and how you're helping activate that brand purpose of all of these huge organizations that you've worked with over the years. Now, if we're talking about this idea of movement thinking, I'd love to explore it a bit more and have you discuss it. How might enterprises of any scale, governments and organizations best engage with and create social movements. We use the term movement thinking very deliberately because mm. most companies themselves aren't movements. Companies can help contribute to larger societal movements by being mm. supporters, but movement thinking, as I said, uses some of the principles of successful societal movements as a way of framing issues for companies to get people galvanized behind them. So as I said, movement thinking is a way of framing. You may be familiar with the concept called brand positioning. Brand positioning is a way of framing. It's usually around saying who the product or service or corporation or organization is for, what it does for people, what they get out of it, and why you should believe that it's true. You know, usually there's a brand positioning statement. Movement thinking takes a very different way of framing your company or brand. And there's four principles of it. First is that a movement thinking starts with dissatisfaction. What's bugging you out in the world? Is there an issue or a topic that is bugging you? Two, a desired change. What would you like to see made different out in the world? Three, given that, what's the enemy? What's standing in the way of that change? Then lastly, what's the stand? What stand will you take to overcome the enemy and bring about the change? An example would be, we did some of the early work for the smart car, a smart car NDO, but it's a tiny little car originally sold by a combo of Mercedes and Swatch had developed mm -hmm. it, but a tiny little urban car and came to us to try to figure out what was the right way to talk to people about it and sell it. But the most obvious way, if you were doing traditional brand positioning, is you probably think it's smaller, costs less, saves you money, it's more convenient, all of which is true about it. But I think SMART really had higher social ambitions. We used movement thinking to frame this movement for SMART that we called Against Dumb. The dissatisfaction was that there's too much waste out in the world, especially in urban areas, big, unnecessary cars, gigantic mm -hmm. SUVs that are wasteful and causing havoc in the urban landscape. The desired change we wanted to see was to restore the urban landscape back to a more pristine state. 
the enemy that we wanted to overcome with this movement was stupidly overconsuming, especially in terms of automotive, which we referred to as dumb. The stand we decided to take was for smarter, more conscious consuming, which we shorthanded as smart. The movement was called Against Dumb, and it reframed this vehicle as a weapon to help restore the urban landscape and help the environment versus selling the automotive as cheaper, more convenient. Hopefully that example could give you a sense of movement thinking in a, in a concrete way. A hundred percent. And I think that example as well really touches on and describes the relationship that these organizations and enterprises have with social movements as well, and the ways that they interact, overlap, and perpetuate these really important social values that are emerging in society. It's really fascinating. Thank you for sharing that with our audience, Chip. And if we're looking towards entrepreneurs now, and also still talking about movement thinking, How can entrepreneurs harness the power of movements to not only transform their own companies, but to then create a lasting positive impact in the world around them? Entrepreneurs who are starting new ventures have some advantages over legacy corporations in that thinking about purpose and about movements is a fairly new phenomenon in a lot of the world. Most companies who are doing this thinking are having to reverse engineer a little bit or reconcept themselves. So the good news is that when you're starting from scratch as an entrepreneur, you can create a purpose-born brand. So have purpose built into your brand from scratch, then again, we would suggest using movement thinking to help activate that purpose. We always say, You've got to have purpose, but people can't join a purpose. They can join a movement inspired by your purpose. So that's the reason that we think whether you're an entrepreneur or not, movement is the key to making your movement, your purpose actionable. Really fascinating and well said. Thank you for sharing that with our audience there. I think there's a lot of advice there for entrepreneurs to really build it into that business as well, which is what we're seeing a lot with social enterprise, which is great, but also then to respond to those movements and to be able to create value out of that. Thank you for sharing that, Chip. And now if we're looking at some obstacles, what's holding entrepreneurs back from incorporating social impact and sustainability when conducting business? There are a lot of obvious things that are hard to fix. There's this need to make money. And sometimes that can conflict with social good agendas. Not always, but sometimes Mm. you have a hard time reconciling those. That unfortunately is something hard to deal with. But the thing that I see often happen though, is that a, a new enterprise will adopt a purpose that's hard to connect back to their underlying business. And so it ends up feeling, I don't know, philanthropy or something like a a fintech startup that helps you move money around. And they decide that their higher purpose is to transform, is to help the environment. It's great to help the environment, but when it's hard to connect that back to being a fintech, then things just start to go awry. As I said, it starts to feel like this purpose thing is something over to the side. And often as a result, it ends up getting left behind. Whenever we do purpose work for companies, we always feel like it's got to happen. Purpose has got to happen at the intersection of some good you want to do in the world and your actual underlying business. Really interesting and great piece of advice for anyone who's looking to activate their brand purpose and then also find their purpose (laughs) just in general as a business and being able to incorporate that. So thank you for sharing that, Chip. And look, I I can give you one example here in the U.S. And I think you can 
purchase it globally, but we've worked a little bit with a company called Bowl and Branch. It's B-O-L and Branch, B-R-A-N-C-H. And they make fine luxury linens. But the two co-founders discovered once when they were going out to buy linens, that the supply chain behind linens is terrible for the environment. And so they went out to build really great quality linens without a lot of the baggage of negative supply chain issues built in. To me, that's a good example of a company whose higher purpose is completely related to its underlying business. And they just also happen to be great linens if you need any. 100%. And I can see there through that example, how those, those values then connect to that company and aren't just perceived as tacked on or as greenwashing or something like that. That's a really great example to share there. And that also leads very well into the next question I want to ask you, which is what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently that are creating a positive social change? I'll give you two. I'll give you one that's really high-minded and then one that's a lot more practical. Mm. We represent at Strawberry Frog a very large health system here in the New York City area. In fact, it's the largest employer in New York State. It's called Northwell Health. We've come up with this movement idea for them called Better Health for All. The slogan tagline of the campaign is called Raise Health raise H-E-A-L-T-H, raise health. The CEO of the company feels very strongly that everyone should have access to healthcare and they do what they can to try to provide that. And they have hospitals and locations in all kinds of neighborhoods, whether they be good or bad around New York state. They also really believe strongly that the hospital should take on important issues impacting the health of people in greater New York city. A few years ago, we worked with an idea for them called food is health. And it was really an awareness campaign to help people understand basically food is a form of medicine. Diet has a huge impact on your health and helping people understand better ways to use food. But more recently, the thing I want to talk about is that they've decided to take a stand on gun violence. It is a major cause of injury and death in the greater New York City area. Numbers are shocking. I'm guessing you guys don't have that problem in Australia, but we certainly have it here in the U.S. and in New York City. We've done a series of pieces of communication publicly, and the CEO has been making speeches about this project, as I said, to take on the issue of gun violence in greater New York City area. It's just an example to me of where a company used movement thinking to not just sell hospital services, but to try to make the community a better place. So that's one that's a little more high-minded. In past years, we've done a lot of work for Walmart. Walmart is a very large retailer. It's the largest employer, definitely in the United States. It's one of, if not the largest employers in the world. In the US alone, they have something like 2 million employees. But we led an internal movement for them called Live Better that was really all about getting their 2 million people to be aware of, understand, and use their health benefits. Walmart actually has rather good health benefits, but they were going unused because people didn't know about, understand, or know what to do with them. Walmart didn't have to do it. Getting people to use their benefits more cost them a lot of money, but it was really because they wanted their employees to be healthier feel better and come to work in a better frame of mind. That's just an example of a movement that's a little bit more practical, but that nevertheless, I think helped make at least part of the world a little bit better place. Two really great examples and recommendations there for for people to go check out and they'll be able to have a look at that idea of movement thinking and then also a bit of the work Strawberry Frog's doing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And to finish off, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners, Chip? 
Selfishly, I feel like I would like to recommend our book that plugged a little bit earlier, but just maybe people having heard a little bit more of the context may still find that it would be interesting. Our book, Scott Goodson and myself, Chip Walker, wrote it. It's called Activate Brand Purpose, Harnessing the Power of Movements to Transform Your Company. And it talks all about how we got to this idea of movement thinking, why we think it's the best way to activate your higher purpose. And it gives you a pretty clear idea of how you can do movement thinking yourself with tons of examples. The good news is that the examples we have in there aren't just your typical examples. Every branding book uses Nike or Apple. Uh, and we have a few of those in there, but we also have some very different examples that I think might stretch your thinking. Another book, if you're interested in this whole idea about movement, is by a friend of mine who we actually interviewed for our book, Greg Sattel. That's S-A-T-E-L-L. He has a book called Cascades, and the subtitle is How to Create a Movement that Drives Transformational Change. It's a different take on movements, but one that's still, I think, very complementary to ours. He's just really talking about more the actual nuts and bolts of how do you cascade an idea through an organization or through a culture or through a society. It's really a worthwhile read. Wow. Two really fantastic recommendations there. And all of those books and resources and entrepreneurs and movements and organizations that have been mentioned throughout the podcast and our discussion, they'll all be linked in at the end of the article. So once people have either listened to our conversation or they've had a read through, they'll be able to click on through and read more about all of those things. So I just want to say this actually brings us to the end of our interview, Chips. On behalf of Impact Boom, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us and making the time to have this conversation. It's just been hugely insightful. And for myself, a bit selfishly, it's been really fascinating to hear more about Strawberry Frog and this idea of movement thinking and impact communication. It's all really amazing and such a growing area. So all the best in the future. I just can't wait to follow your guys' work more and to see more of what you do in the world. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Indio. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter.